Yes, ah, yes. Welcome, one and all, kids of all ages. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, the inevitable concept, the inevitable takeover of the new medium, podcasting, replacing radio and morning TV in your daily regimen. Monday through Friday, 5 a.m., the Chattanooga Drive-In Show is posted. It is available for you and your own out there in the listening and viewing area. You can listen to it all at the same time, and it'll really be a morning show. Or you can just grab it, hang on to it, listen to it at lunch, and it could be a brunch show. It could be a dench show. It could be a late-night munchie show. We're, we're, we're good like that. We'd, we'd, we'd love to be part of your life at some point. Here in the Tri-State area, this is a um, Chattacentric podcast broadcasting from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. We appreciate the good folks at Lodge Cast Iron, of course. And the rule for the day, tighten up every chance you get. Little that's what they used to tell me back in the warehouse, and I wasn't always sure what it meant, but sometimes it came with a boot in the ass. Tighten up every chance you get. It basically just means you're just not moving as quickly as they'd like to see you move, and we need you out there because this country needs to get back on its feet, or at least back on its knees from off of its back. And it's, it needs to get back up off its back, back onto its knees, back onto its feet, back onto its happy feet and its dance foot, get, get off on the good foot. It's what it needs to do. That's exactly what it needs to do. And remember... Whatever it is you do in this world, you don't have to necessarily be good. Just try to be good at it. Just don't suck. Chattanooga Driving Show. <laughs> totally unique, independent podcast. As said, designed to replace all that other stuff. Do you need four hours of radio? No. Do you need three hours of TV? No. Do you need a weatherman five times an hour <laughs> standing in front of a screen saying the exact same thing? No, no. And I'm not getting down on the weathermen. They're all good around here. I, I love them to death. Love them to death. This podcast found on all platforms. Yeah, David Glenn, you're still my boy. Yeah, I mean, still I love just, you, David. But Glenn. you, you yeah. know, you, you but I ain't know. Watching your news. Every y'all just overuse the weather. I mean, how, what kind of wrote? What kind of, you know, turnover do you have in your in your TV audience? Is your average viewing time a minute and a half? Uh, something I noticed about David Glenn, and I, I like him too. He's my favorite. Oh yeah. David some, Carnes is my favorite. Oh, they're all good. Love them all. Yeah, I like them all. But something about David Glenn I noticed ever since I was a kid. When he says early, he says it like Erty with a D. Erty? Listen to him real close and he'll say Erty. <laughs> it's where he's from. It drives me crazy. It's it's indicative of where he's from, the the the, the accent there. All I know is when Dave <coughs> David Glenn's sleeves are rolled up. You it's need, serious. That's you need to pay down. attention. It's serious, yeah. It's get the dogs <laughs> when in. When those sleeves are rolled up, you pay attention. <laughs> the dogs in. And, and you know what? Let, let me, before we even really get started here with, with Russell's almost kind of news uh, done in a conversational manner. I mean, it's real news. We're just not going <laughs> to give it to you. You know, up on the huge golden plate. Boom, boom, boom. And all that stuff. That's kind of a guy. And it's this time of year that makes me remember one of the things that I love David Carnes the best. It was when he was wearing the Groucho glasses around <laughs> Halloween, and it cut back to your boy. Yes, John Martin. John Martin. I love this story. And he goes, yeah, who who are you supposed to be, Karl Marx? <laughs> and 
and the camera cut back to Dave, and there was just this long <laughs> silence of just a deadly stare. And he goes, Karl Marx, Karl Marx, John, come back to us. Come back to us, John. It's Groucho Marx, the Marx Brothers. Well, Groucho, Carl, I knew it was one of those Marx guys. It was perfect. Just the look on his face, even through his Groucho glasses, yes. you could see the disbelief. <laughs> Karl Marx? No, I'm clearly Leon Trotsky. So he gets, I really he, miss that dynamic in the morning, that they really had a good thing going. Yeah. But, he just got know, finished writing Das Capital. Congrats to, to David Carnes for being now the chief meteorologist All over right. Channel 3. And this is the way we do this. Russell, what's happening? Well, Jeff, the police are currently still looking for a driver who's responsible for hitting four pedestrians at a crosswalk. It happened later last week. Uh, the driver apparently plowed through the crosswalk, then sped away before the police could arrive. The police department's traffic unit is looking into it. They say it happened on 300 West Main Street. Uh, one apartment on 12th Avenue was damaged when somebody fired shots into it from the street. The damage was done to a kitchen area with glass shattered and wood splintered. A police statement says that the damage was investigated by their officers, and now they're trying to find out who pulled the trigger. Again, it happened on 12th Avenue. And finally, some good news. After a missing endangered person alert was put out into the community, the police say that they were able to find 85-year-old Grady Tinsley. Uh, an 85-year-old man has dementia along with several other medical conditions. He apparently wandered away, and they say now they found him. That's what's happening. Uh, we do not have off-the-hook sports with Dave Hooker today. We had a discombobulation uh, when it came to communication. I think there actually is uh, uh, a very little-known religious holiday called Hooker Day. And oh. he, he thought that, that he actually had the calendar day off, and so he'll be back tomorrow. Of course, being Tuesday, uh, Brian and I are going to take just two two seconds here to do a little bit if of We sports. have to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. Let's that, literally no, do no, two no, seconds. No, number one story. They're good. Number two and number yeah, three story. Over. Georgia number one. Georgia number one. Georgia number one. Alabama got beat. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Well, the, the, Sucks to be the you. The funny thing is, yeah. the joke is still kind of on you. You I still know. have to beat have Alabama to, We twice. still have to play them. I understand that. You still have to beat them probably two yeah, more times. I know. And, yeah, but and they did get beaten, though. That's all awfully difficult to do once virtually impossible to do twice but they've done it to us when i think we've had better teams actually this terrifies me georgia being number one is my least favorite place for them to be because there's just nothing there's nowhere to but go but down. universe of, <laughs> yeah. of, of screwing up waiting for yeah. you to happen i am going to say i and i'm serious they've done this before what is wrong with the Vols? Keep those unis. Keep those charcoal gray uh, unis. Yeah, They're so much more intimidating looking. They're so much more manly looking. Look at that as opposed to that horrible, horrible, bouncing great pumpkin going down the field <laughs> look that they normally have. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it, terrible. It, it's a dumb look either way. Uh, I want... The, the, most interesting thing, I try to think of the right word. Funny is not the right word. Interesting maybe is I don't like college football at all, yet I watch it every single week. <laughs> the hell's the matter with me? I'm watching this thing I don't even like. You're just sitting there going, this sucks, man. Uh, USC is not USC, meaning uh, South Carolina, they're not any good. So good for you, Tennessee. You won another game. It is so funny watching Alabama lose and know that it doesn't really mean anything <laughs> except for Georgia can sit around being uh, number one Cocky for a little while. For yeah. And then uh, we bit. got Braves of uh, postseason baseball this afternoon. Yeah. Might be on the brink of 
of elimination. We'll see how that ro- rolls. But uh, hung, yeah, Georgia number one. Georgia number, number one. Number one. Yeah. And, Georgia and of course, number and, one. And, and I mean, the flashback couple of day Titans won too, and and made a game out of it. Made made, made it a was game supposed out to of win it. that game. Yeah. And uh, by the way, this particular podcast, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, featuring. Uh, host Jeff Styles, me with a Y, Jeff Styles with a Y, the communicator in Chattanooga for over 30 years now, right at it, uh, Jen Lambert, Russell Stroud, and Brian Stone, and we were found Apple, Google, Facebook, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Stitcher, Radiocast, Overcast, CastBox, every kind of cast you can, I mean, o- Open Real Cast, Zebco 303 <laughs> Cast, you know, uh, just any, uh, just <laughs> Casting Couch, uh, we're there at all. Casting okay. crowns like a temporary Monday Christian to Friday, band. 5 a.m. And listen, you know, whenever, however it is convenient for you. Remember, wherever you go, there you are. All right? Upfront wrap-up. This is what we be doing here, and like other folks, where they do the wrap-up at the end of the show. Hence the name wrap-up. Well, Christmas morning, you're a kid. You're not waiting. You're not waiting. You're diving in. So you're doing the wrap-up and the unwrapping right off the bat. That's what we do, the upfront wrap-up, brought to you by RC2 Realty Solutions. Add the .com, and you got all the information, all the help you need to do with that distressed property you may have been saddled with. Robin Ring, Robin with a Y, like Styles with a Y, uh, Ring with an I, uh, will help you sell, <laughs> renovate, or maybe you want to buy or invest. Buy has a Y, invest has an I. Talk to Robin at rc2realtysolutions.com. Thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget, we got a Kickstarter campaign going, too. Our buddy Taft Sibley, who you do not see as much or hear as much, you probably will in coming days. Jen's going to have some time off, and Russell's going to have some time off, and we're going to have some guests in here, and Taft will be one of those. Dave uh, Hooker will come in, I think, one day. i got to take time off. I have one day off because my daughter's having surgery. I might have to take two. Should we talk about this on the air? I might have to take two because my flight leaves on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, we, we discussed. Yeah. We'll talk. And we're disgusted. We'll, we are disgusted at <laughs> your disgust thing. And, and yeah, I did actually see but one of the upfront wrap-ups was just the huge, huge, huge long lines and the cancellations that it was United, if I'm not mistaken, was responsible for this. Yeah, weekend. down to well down to Florida. There's a whole – is that what you're talking about, the Florida? Yeah. Yeah, a crap ton of cancellations, and they said it was because of a FAA oh, controller. Or you should something? have seen Denver. I mean, that's just it. I mean, it. Just because it's one region of the country doesn't mean the rest of the country is not screwed up. Mm-hmm. And Denver is the holdover hookup place, mm-hmm. uh, and and I am familiar with that to that you know, very much so with that airport. And I know every single turn in the queue, and how how sick that that pit in your stomach begins to get when you get two more of those corners over and then when you start going up the steps <laughs> to go around the top you know uh you know ovals the ovoids of waiting oh my god you might as well get your salty pretzel and coca-cola because you're gonna yeah. be there yeah, for Coca-Cola. a while that's why yeah. i want to get to the <laughs> freaking uh hartsfield jackson international airport the busiest airport in the world a little bit earlier, so I may not be here on Thursday. All right, we'll see. We'll make it work. We'll make it happen. Somehow we will survive. I hope everybody enjoyed uh, yesterday's show. That was a very unique thing, probably an OTO, the Getting to Know You show. I, I So far, so good. The, the feedback's been good. We're going to throw you some curveballs every once in a while. We're going we're gonna to break for them at every once in a while. All right. Uh, starting off with the uh, the news that you can use, the, the, the news that matters, the most important stuff. Um, it wasn't what was really said at Trump's Iowa rally uh, a few days ago. It was really more about who was with him. 
And it really shows, I think, once and good for all, how the GOP has 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 cast its luggage on the boat of Trumpism. I'll admit I was a little bit confused at why you were so upset at it because it's sort of the same thing we've been seeing no, for I, I, like eight I, years I now. I wasn't. It's just the fact that you know. I, this is this is an absolute 100% guarantee. Take it to the bank. Codlock bet. Senator Chuck Grassley, mm-hmm. Governor Kim Reynolds, Congressman Marionette, Congresswoman Marionette, Miller Meeks. That's her name. What a great name. Marionette Miller Meeks. Not a good name for a politician. And Congresswoman Ashley Henson, former Acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker, State GOP Chairman Jeff Kaufman, all out in Iowa. None of these people believe that he lost the race in 2020. They all know for a fact that Trump lost and Biden won the national race in 2020. None of them have given up that intellectual just forfeiture of looking at the numbers that are right and saying, but I'm going to believe otherwise, but they're still standing there nodding and smiling as Trump continues to tell the crowd that he won and they scream, yes, you won. And what's the new slogan? Make America great again, again. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, MAGA! Advertising genius came up with that one. Magaha! I mean, seriously, how do you? How does that even? How it's do you weird. pronounce that acronym? <laughs> it's weird to me Maga-ha. too. We know that Chuck Grassley's not like a dumb guy. No, he's been in the Senate for you know 103 years, and he's he was over the January 6th uh, trial, if I remember correctly. He was looking into the, the inquest of that. He was part of the uh, research or whatever into the election. And he's not a dumb guy, so it's kind of weird to see him sitting there going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I go, <laughs> God, I feel like, you know, I'm in Brigadoon. Uh, I mean, when, when our money and power wins out over honesty, integrity, statesmanship every time. And I don't toss these, these terms around uh, loosely. I used to back when I was in college, like everybody, Nazi this, commie yeah. that. And, uh, you know, you have some fascist was a favorite. And, yeah. and really, if fascism pretty much is having power and doing anything you can to keep power. The government becomes the state, the state becomes the business, the business becomes the government. That's that's kind of where we're pushing. That kind of describes like every sovereign country though. To a degree. If you want to like break it down. But I mean, when you have people rejecting what they know to be true and standing there like an automaton, like a marionette, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what, he what said. I was gonna what say. He took said. the words out of my mouth. All right. Oh, and then the uh, a couple, we got several others. Very quick, USS Enterprise. It was launched a long time ago, 1961. It was the very first nuclear carrier that the United States had. It sailed out of Newport News. It has had about 100,000 sailors over on it in its career. It was deactivated in 2012, decommissioned in 2017. What do you do with a drunken sailor? The age-old question, well, what do you do with a decommissioned, deactivated nuclear submarine. <laughs> Just sink it, I don't know. <laughs> I, no, that, that apparently isn't on the list. Wow. And, I mean, it was there during the Cuban Missile Crisis. It was there during the first strike in Afghanistan and Enduring Freedom. Mm-hmm. Did you did, Have you ever seen the shot of it when it first left Newport News? No, I don't think so. On the deck, they had Einstein's mass energy equivalency equation actually completely written out. Oh, wow. In scientific Einstein chalkboard form on the flight deck. That's awesome. Cool as hell. That's awesome. But what do you do with a nuclear sub? How do you how do you dismantle that? Where, where do the glowing parts go? 
Just how do, do like you a, get them there? Do like Superman and throw it into the sun. That's a good idea. Where's Captain Planet when you need him? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll jump over. Halloween. Yay for Halloween. Dr. Fauci says, yay for Halloween. Let your kids go trick-or-treating. He says he's taking his kids trick-or-treating. <laughs> In his gated community. And, and he will see 5,000 masks of himself on the street. <laughs> Dr. Fauci mask as he takes his kids trick-or-treating. But uh, apparently we have really made a, a, a turn here. 62% of parents polled said they will allow their kids to trick-or-treat this year. Just so don't come to would my you? House. Would you let yours? Heck yes. Mm. Heck yeah. I I'm saw a, a very fan. funny Jimmy Fallon uh, clip this weekend. That's a rare thing. He was interviewing Jason Momoa for the new Aquaman that's coming out, as well as Dune. But anyway, mm. um, Jimmy Fallon dressed up in the Halloween costume that is Jason Momoa with the hair and the uh, beard and the, even the eyebrow scar. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the funniest clips I've I've seen it. Well, while. he is very self-deprecating. Yes. Yeah. As as yes. So, as so, for someone who could pull your your arms out like wings off a fly, he seems to be very self-deprecating and Jimmy very Fallon? kind. No. no. Let's say surely we're not talking about Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Jimmy be going uh, 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 and to pop, just pop him in the head. I must break you. Uh, homelessness abound to be LA's number one problem, likely to worsen. I'm looking here. We've talked about this several times in the past. I mean, Venice Beach and some of those seaside uh, scenarios and, you know, the pictures we have of sunny California, they don't exist anymore. They well, expect see, uh, unsheltered numbers to soar 80% yeah. from the current already ridiculous high by 2023. Yeah, Dr. Fauci advised the homeless not to go trick-or-treating. Uh, I did imagine. That's, just, that's just, a very just, dark joke. Just, 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 just. <laughs> Sit down, put out your pot, your pan, your guitar box. And I was going to try to make a joke about the weather out there. At least it's nice. Out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I very quickly, who's surprised? Show of hands, who's surprised by this one? Hmm? The Taliban says it will not cooperate with the United States <laughs> to route out ISIL. What? Yes, they're, they're going to cooperate and they're going to let girls go to school. Wait, hang on. No, not so fast there, girls. We're going to work with the U.S. to get all these people out of here that need to get out of here. Well, hang on. We're going to take another look at this. <laughs> and we hate ISIL worse than y'all hate ISIL. We hate the Daesh, Daesh worse than y'all hate the Daesh, Daesh, whatever they want to call them these days. But they said, we will not. This is their direct message in Urdu or Arabic or whatever, Farsi, out to the rest of the Arab, the Muslim world, the Muslim world, not the same thing as Arab. Mm -hmm. We are not cooperating with the United States to route out ISIS or ISIL or the Islamic Front, and they're just not going to do it. They, they, have, they have chosen their side. Oh, I was quite surprised. Just kidding. No, I wasn't. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, what are we going to do? Reinvade? There's the story about the South. It was the Southwest cancellations. I'm sorry. I must have gotten that one wrong. Do you guys have one before I wrap it up? I have just one little one to wrap up here on the upfront wrap up. Um, I'm going to save mine for the regional stuff. Okay. All right. This one is just a, it's not a story as much as it is an editorial, but it's worth reading. It's the kind of thing that Mark Kennedy would normally write for the paper, but Wyatt Massey and Elizabeth Fite, both perfectly good writers, work together on this, and it's it's not your usual story on a COVID death. Mm -hmm. It is the death of a very conservative local black man died of COVID. He was very quiet about his opposition 
to the vaccination and to masking. His brother has been a firebrand. You know his brother, um, um, excuse me, um, Hampton, uh, Patrick Hampton, Mm -hmm. he has worked with several different local activists. He is extremely conservative, a huge Trump supporter, African-American man. I think he's 49, 50 years old. He has made himself very well known here in, in Chattanooga. And his brother, Marlon, the quiet one, came down with COVID, went to the hospital, and the two of them tried to plead with the hospital, Erlanger, to give him a bunch of unproven medical treatments, including ivermectin. Erlanger refused to do so. Well, yeah. And here's a quote from Marlon, the, 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 the quiet one. He's, you know, so my brother, you know, was trying to help me. I thought I was going to die in the hospital. And we all believed that, that the hospital was not going to do anything to save us. So they left. They wanted vitamin C, vitamin D, ivermectin, all these treatments, and all the rest of the stuff. Hospital staff had to explain we cannot do that. So after a roughly three-day stay at Erlanger East Hospital, Marlon Hampton was discharged after declining further treatment, preferring to receive care at his East Brainerd home. He died Wednesday, four days after his discharge. Patrick Hampton's posts gaining attention on Reddit, on a Reddit page called the Herman Cain Award, which mocks people like Herman Cain, the well-known conservative one-time presidential candidate who died of COVID-19 after proudly attending a Trump rally in Oklahoma without a mask. And here he is now, and now he's speaking through tears. You know, what's what's getting him, he said, it has nothing to do with Trump. It has nothing to do with our political views. I just wanted to save my brother, that's all. And now everyone is putting on Reddit that I killed my brother. So now everyone is sending me these horrible, hateful messages, sending my son messages, saying that I killed my brothers. We deserve to die because they want to punish me for being a black conservative. So... Their decisions were their decisions. Their decisions were their own. They dealt with the consequences. Why would people punish them more? I don't understand. Especially when you're dealing with a death. It's not just a sickness. It's a death. I can understand the nanny, nanny, poo, poo, I told you so, sort of tiss, tiss gene that we all have, some more than others. Mm. Not then. Yeah, not when someone's dead. Not then, for goodness sakes. Help us out here a little bit. And this is what they swore. We all knew how to play. We understood the deal. We do it every day. And this is how it feels. It packs a wall of What does? Packs a wall of An opinion. Packs a wall of a well-stated opinion or otherwise. Packs a wall of a good opinion can rattle some cages, pack a wallop. Called Everybody's Got One. This segment, all the, the segments of the show are built to make us move a little quicker have a little bit more organization to the show. We're basically just doing the stuff we would always have done over the course of a three- or four-hour period, but there's no use in it. We can move quicker than that. And so far, nobody else has asked for the editorial spot, but they can have it. But I've got a simple one today, and it is sponsored. All of these segments are also sponsorable by advertising, by traditional advertisers. There's a new podcast all about being better versions of ourselves, sharing stories and lessons from our successes and failures. Join Bruce Dodd as he walks us through learning to be intentional with our money, time, thoughts, and relationships, the intentionallivingproject.com. All right. So uh, also be on, before we get into it, be on the lookout for new billboards, 
yes. bearing the Chattanooga Morning Drive mm-hmm. logo, which Jen designed. Starting on the 18th, I yep. believe. Be on the lookout for new ads on other competing broadcast outlets who are willing to take our money, even though we're trying to destroy them <laughs> and grind them into the ground under our boot. Uh, but, I mean, money's money. That's the way it works. And mostly we love the people that work at these places. They're just trapped sure in do. corporate hells, and we have broken free. And so they're going to try to help yeah. us because they might actually be coming over and jumping on board with they us. They don't know they. any better. They yeah. just want they want our money. So we'll, we'll, we'll give it to them, and then we'll take them over. They're so going, finally, we'll money. take them down. We'll ruin them. So That's instead, the instead <laughs> of going harsh at somebody today and, the, and the, everybody's got one editorial moment, I'm going to go real light. You know how they say you catch more flies with the sugar than you do vinegar? Mm-hmm. That was honey to vinegar. Yeah. But, but but who Everything wants flies? That's what I'm saying. Who wants really? flies to begin with? I don't want flies. I just I want people out there listening <laughs> and viewing and acting on what we say and changing their minds to agree with me and spending their money with our advertisers. That's why I cover myself in vinegar before I go outside. This one's easy <laughs> and it is completely generic and it came up because twice this weekend while watching the news, just sitting there vegged out on the couch, I saw a young group of Hispanic kids that were clearly just across the border with a first-generation arrival, and the kids were like four and five, and they were setting up a small market. If you've ever been in, in interior Mexico, I mean, away from the border, away from Juarez and places like that, mm-hmm. and the, the vacation spots, every town, every day sets up a market, hmm. and every member of every family has a job to do. You see three-year-old kids running around with purpose, and I was watching this kind of recreate itself in a small town out in the Southwest. And these kids are four and five, and they're speaking Spanish to their family. They're speaking English to the customers. At four and five and six, they're speaking eloquent English, eloquent Spanish. I saw another story right after that about some Afghan arrivals. And these kids are probably school-age kids, probably second or third grade, maybe a little bit more than that, maybe approaching junior high perfect Arabic or Urdu, whatever they speak, and turned around and talked to the reporters in perfect English. Why, as a country, do we not start K through 12 and teach every single student another language? It, it, look, look it up on your phone. If you don't already have it set on something, and you can, and just look up what are the advantages of being bilingual, and then do a big fat search what is the biggest disadvantage of being bilingual? And there see, is if, there, not, see if there's even one. Yeah, yeah. there isn't one. What, what do you seek to lose from learning exactly. another Exactly. Exactly, from just being able to know more about a culture, be able to communicate with a totally different group of people. And I know, you know we've done Spanish and French and German forever, but very few of us are actually you know, conversational. What about Russian, Mandarin? What about Arabic and Urdu? What about these languages? We've already shown that we are being hurt because we don't have young people who speak this language. Hell, just, just Spanish them. itself, it's very simple, actually. Yeah. It's a very easy language to learn. Yeah, it uh, is. If nothing else, just at least our neighbors to the south, let's under, be able to somewhat communicate with them. Well, I sometimes think, our neighbors next door, too. And, and the earlier exactly. you start, the easier it is. I mean, if they started in kindergarten and first grade, and you don't have to give it a whole credit hour. Give it 15 minutes. Sure. But, I mean, it would, it would just certainly help us. You understand the culture more. You have more empathy for those people. 
Uh, and if somebody, you know, who's conspiracy minded said, well, that's just taken away from America. America, we got to make America great again, 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 again. You know, so that's fine. You, you, can, you can do that. But how is being able to converse in your allies' language or even your enemies' language? You need to know your enemies. How is that making you less of an American citizen? Give them the option of Latin. Let them learn a good dead language. I Still, they did teach this. Both no. of my kids started Spanish. One of them started Not Spanish. Curriculum. One of them started French in elementary school yeah, they must have taken it as an elective first no they didn't it was mandatory first second and third grade and then um, that's news to me and then my older daughter loved french so much she took it all the way through high school i learned uh spanish and latin but i'm kind of a outlier hmm you remember when dan quayle said on his first trip to latin america he goes you know i never was very good at latin <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember he that. He did say that. I was not alive at that he, time. He, 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 he did say that. <laughs> Dan Grill really did say that, I swear. You think we have a bad now? <laughs> duh. <laughs> Hey, I Perfect went, segue. I went matter from fact. Dan Quill to duh. Uh, <laughs> he got gypped on the potato thing. You, you can't can, say that. You can spell potato with an E. That is the that is yeah. a proper spelling for the word Every potato. Every one of us gets tripped up on spelling I, potato I, for I'm just telling you. Hey, but all, all the things you could have gone after him for, uh, uh, apparently assuming that, you know, Murphy Brown was a real person <laughs> having a child out of wedlock and it was shameful. Uh, what but a great I mean, show. Yeah, the duh moment today actually got a, a few. And keep in mind, keep in mind, all those platforms that we have named over and over and over again where you find the show, all of those also have a way for you to respond. And if you disagree with an editorial or a duh moment or, the, you know, do you think Dan Quayle's brilliant or whatever, uh, you think you can catch <laughs> more flies with vinegar than, yeah. than honey. I don't care. Get in touch with Jen. And we will read your comments as quickly as we can turn them around and keep them pertinent. Send them to Chattanooga Drive In Show at gmail.com or text me 635. And we'll get that. 3557. I'm Thank sorry, Jen. We, we, will, okay. we will get that phone line put together for some voicemail here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah that, 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 is, that is, that is a, a wonderful you. idea. It's a standard voice line that'll have a standard voicemail, and you can leave your messages, <laughs> and we will play it back, and you'll be able to hear yourself right here on the good old podcast. Dio. Hey, Jeff. Dan Quayle's a genius, man. I don't know why you say <laughs> potato spell with three E's, man. A couple of, couple of quick ones and I, instead of just one big one. Google's cracking down on digital ads promoting false climate change claims. They've had enough. They hope to limit revenue for climate change deniers and stop the spread of misinformation on all of its platforms. The restrictions will prohibit ads and monetization of content that contradicts well-established scientific consensus. So they came down on the side of intelligence and being actually correct in the science. Um, I mean, an opinion is an opinion unless it's just wrong. You can have the opinion that gravity no longer works. Here's my pen. That's it hitting the table. Let's try it again. Oh, double-blind test. It did it twice. <laughs> Gravity still works. You can have the opinion that it doesn't, but you would be wrong. And when it comes to climate change, it is happening, it is happening, it is happening. You can argue about mankind's role in it, but do not argue that it's not happening. 
And by the way, the dumb moment brought to you this morning by Tennessee American Water Company, providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, they know there's a family counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable water for their health and comfort each and every day. And that's why Tennessee American Water Company, they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right. Until the rivers dry up. One other fast one I have to just send back out toward the former uh, chief executive of our nation. President Trump tried to use executive privilege to stop a bunch of papers from being released that had to do with the investigation mm-hmm. and did the January 6th uh, revolt or revival or whatever you want to refer to it as. <laughs> revival? But yes, Lord. Here's, here's the thing. Executive privilege is reserved for the chief executive. As and he's the not the still, chief executive yeah. anymore. He was. He's not anymore. He doesn't get executive privilege uh, executive privilege doesn't go to retired snake oil salesman. I'm just telling you that's just the way it is. And the last one, the duh, and I'm just saying this, and, and, and I bet you, Brian, you will remember this. You may not have been of drinking age, but your dad used to take you down to Riverbend, our big summer festival, every year. And one year they had the greatest idea for beer drinkers. So this is pre-2006 because I was certainly consuming it was Michelob and Bud and they came in these new bottles that were much thicker than your green tea bottle, not quite as long, but were perfect cylinders as this old school, uh, I'm sorry, Mexican style, you know, honest it to is. goodness. Yeah, India re- re- too. Real, real corn sugar, um, or excuse me, real cane sugar Coca-Cola bottle, but they were hard aluminum. You didn't you didn't step on them and they squashed. Oh, I remember that. They and and people and were drinking and they a, kept they kept the beer colder. Yeah. So you get this hard thing that would that felt substantial in your hand. You screwed off the top. It kept the beer colder. Yep. Right here was all the recycling containers that we put out, millions of them. They were blue. The person standing right next to the recycling container would kill their beer and throw it on the ground next to the <laughs> recycling container. And so by the end of the night our very first night, we had buku ankle twists and knee injuries and people who had fallen and skidded themselves up because these things were ball bearings. They were like cartoon devices. <laughs> I think Budweiser still sells those, don't and they? I think they, they, they do, yeah. They got, yeah. Kicked, they got kicked over to the curb, so if you got anywhere near the actual curb of the road, over here where everything would kind of get kicked to the side and it would be jammed up against the curb. It's like, bip, 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 dwee! You'd do like Dagwood <laughs> Bumstead and go airborne and you'd be looking at your feet, you know, up in the the, the, the starlight and the, the, the light shining down from the Coke stage as you descended on them on your back. I, I do remember those. Though. That was <clears throat> as about as heavy grade aluminum. As you're gonna get you Aircraft couldn't crack it you couldn't crack it with a aluminum. 22 yeah <laughs> and savannah is testing aluminum cups for their to-go cocktails now that they have fully embraced alcohol to go in the city of savannah georgia they're getting ready for halloween and the holidays of course and then here comes the big one next spring saint patrick's day and i'm telling you yeah it'll keep it cooler yeah it feels better in your hand if people will throw them away, it'll work. But if they throw them down, get ready. It's like a beer truck with no brakes going down Lookout <laughs> Mountain. You're going somewhere fast, and you probably won't like the way you arrive. Guaranteed. As it does.
What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Anything? I'm not doing anything. I'm, not doing anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am going to the Dune premiere on th- this Thursday. Oh. Is it already this Thursday? Is yes, it that time Thursday. already? Here's what I want to know, though. Is it coming out on the IMAX? Yes. 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 Well, yes. Okay. Well, then I yes. will wait yeah, that's, for that that's because it. that's yeah. where you need to see this yeah, movie. Go to yeah. The, uh, go to the Tennessee Aquarium's website and you can see yeah, all the I know. I contacted Tom Benson and asked him to hold me some tickets. Yes. I said, I'm not trying to get them for free. <laughs> right. Let me hold I the will ticket. bring you money. Right. Would you just grab some and yes. send them in an envelope with S- El Jefe on them? Please include you know? me in that. And no, the answer was no. He oh, cannot do wow. that. He is not allowed to well, hold When are tickets. they going on sale? Uh, they're on sale now. They're already sold out, they're, I think. They're, 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 <gasps> I, no. they're on sale now at the IMAX. And right. I think they're very close to being sold. I'm sure they'll add another date or two if they can. It was shot for IMAX. It needs to be seen on IMAX. You really it looks be wasting your time. You have you've become a convert. I really have because I hated what came out the David Lynch movie that came out in '83. What's there like to that? dislike about the David Lynch doing? It movie? just was bad. It just I don't know. It was just you a bad like, movie. Well, you don't like what's his name McLaughlin getting stabbed. I like with Kyle daggers. McLaughlin. I do. Is he I, the one? I do like David Lynch, but this movie he must be the one. It, that we were not technologically ready remember to film this movie yet at that death. time. Remember Sting on on Wires? Fear is the yeah. mind killer. That was great. How could you ever <laughs> stop it? Do you remember like like Naked Lunch? That was a good one. I have not seen Naked I Lunch. I can seduce him with my witchy you would, ways. You would love that. I don't know what I've the hell y'all are talking about. I have uh, seen are you serious? it. Was it was the unfilmable <laughs> movie I, I that David Lynch, one of the strangest directors of all time, yeah. gave his best shot at filming. Could not have been done, just like anybody who tried to do something with Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. before the technology yeah, was there. Just, the technology is now there. Yeah. And David Lynch, you know, he he just loves his spooky, atmospheric, ethereal stuff, which is all fine, but everybody was constantly speaking to each other's <laughs> brains, or you yes. were just hearing them think, <laughs> yeah. is she the one? Is he the one? Is that other guy the one? Well, that's because in his dreams, he could see the future. He is the Kwisatz Haderach, which means that he is Muad'Dib, which means that he is the shadow of a moon. You have no idea what they're doing. They gave you a (laughs) 14-page stapled-together glossary (laughs) index when you walked into the dark theater so you would try to figure out what the hell was being said by the main (laughs) characters. Paper rustling. It was crazy. (laughs) It was crazy. But I'm going to see it because I'm super excited. We need an Arlo Guthrie song about it. (laughs) I'm excited to see uh, Matrix 4. When that comes out too, this holiday season, Chattanooga oh, Drive geez. Engine is that a prequel? No, because he doesn't show any memory of anything going on in right. the previews. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, if all you right. watch Revolutions, it makes sense. All right, then we'll, so I'll have to go back and watch. Tri-State Region's Drive-In Theater of the Mind, featuring the voice of our city's morning commute for three decades. That's me. Also, Jen Lambert, Russell Stroud, Dave Hooker, Brian Stone, Jeff Greenspan, Taff Sibley. In one hour, you'll be informed, warned, entertained, and brain-sprained. On, uh, of, yeah, on Dune, real quick, I'm, I'm probably going to end up seeing it at the theater formerly known as The Rave. Well... As long as you go during the daytime, you're fine. It's been my experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, I'm serious. The crowd changes at night. I'm not saying it anything does. about anybody other than the fact that every experience I've had there at night has been uh, unpleasant because people talk too loud. Yeah, yeah. They, they talk too loud. They talk to the theater, 
and hey. they don't shut up in the hallways. Yeah. Hey. You can literally have a, th- a, a, a thundering surround system. Don't go in there. That is, yeah, exactly, you know, being blown out by the people this screaming next door. miserable. Oh, my miserable. God. Yeah. How about I just no, sit in my I've, living room? All right, I've been to. And fights. I've, I've, I've seen fights because of that, because I, somebody going, oh, you done dropped your gun now. What you going to do? And somebody going, shut up, man. I saw, okay, and, I have a good theater story. I saw um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. For some reason, and oh, it was because I was with my friend, and he wanted to watch it. I was like, "All right, whatever." So we went to see mm. Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and there's a bit where this dude's mask falls off. And somewhere behind me, I hear, "We gonna see who he is," <laughs> <laughs> and the whole theater started laughing. And this one, one dude who said that was that was the bla- it was the Black Panther, and <laughs> when he took it off, and it turned out to be the the prince. Uh, Chadwick Boseman. I know yeah. exactly the moment you're talking about. Uh, by the way, what are you doing? Brought to you by People's Home Equity. Don't start your search <laughs> for a new home until you're pre-approved. That move saves you time, money, stress, and worry. Also, you want to guide through the jungle of today's market, and that's all covered with Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass. Five nine one nine eight zero one five nine one nine eight zero one. Chatmortgage.com. Fellow podcasters, along with. Uh, of course, our good friend Clint Powell and Dawson Wheeler and uh, the people at Chattanooga Podcast and the Watt Podcast and DeMarlin's Podcast, 9-1-what, uh, that I just learned about. Two more quick things. Um, this one is very important. It is a Civil War movie. Mm. It is called Civil War, Who Do We Think We Are? Mm. And it's actually done by an Emmy-nominated director, Rachel Boynton, who was in town last week getting ready to launch this thing, and it's going to be playing uh, tonight at 7 p.m. at the Tivoli Theater. Tonight, 7 p.m. at the Tivoli Theater. And they're going to have a little discussion afterwards with Leonard Thurkill and Allison Lebovitz and some other people, and they're going to be streaming this on Peacock, and tickets are $12. And it basically, it's about how the teaching of the Civil War essentially sets up the uh, so much of our life patterns. Hmm. It, not just the Civil War that ended in 1865, but the way it has been taught and continually been taught ever since. And it says right here, here is a quote from uh, Tennessee Coates. From my community, the message has long been clear. The Civil War is a story for white people, acted out by white people on white people's terms, in which blacks feature strictly as stock characters and props. And I'm going to give some props now. I'm going to jump over something very special happening in our town this week, a hip-hop celebration all week long. All week long, hip-hop celebration. There are things going on today, trapping on a Tuesday, a karaoke event down at MP Sports Bar and Grill, Black in the Day, a poetry slam jam at Wanderling Brewing Company on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, you've got the Noon Tunes featuring C. Grimey, who does play out there at the Miller Park. All sold out, hip-hop art show featuring live music from the Super Friends Band at Arts Build. And the Hip Hop Summit Conference will be at Miller Park. And I believe... Oh, we can't yeah. forget the Motorcar Festival. Oh, well, that's coming up. Yes. That's actually, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to edit, I'm going to edit, not my editorial lies. I've got a piece on that. Oh, okay. Okay. I was wondering why you hadn't mentioned it yet. I've, I've, I've got a little, I've got a little piece on that. That's actually my story. My mountains oh. looking at each other. I'm just going to combine a bunch. But also this one, it, it, it has to be said, and we can repeat this one again later on. October 23rd and 24th, Ram comes to town. 
Hmm. All right, and, and this is one of those things we never want to miss promoting. That is RAM. These are the uh, uh, the remote area medical clinics oh, that right. come to places like Camp Jordan and give free Very dental important. care, eye care, medical care, free, 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 first come, first serve. Better get there early. And the clinic runs from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. on October 23rd, 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. on October 24th. You can go to ramusa.org ramusa.org for more information and yeah at 6 a.m. is when it starts well, you better, you get better there at be three. in in line by three there's no doubt about that Pimp's Corner when you hear Isaac Hayes with the chains rattling around his neck and all that black leather his ear studs you had to be a man to wear ear studs back in those days <laughs> Not just any old yeah who can put an earring in and walk down the street and not be molested. <laughs> this is the Pimp's Corner. This is where Jen Lambert takes over with yays, hoorays, and boos to use. Yeah, Brought I don't to know. you. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Be the it's judge. morphing. Brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. So, how do you feel about death with dignity? I like what, it. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that is, Russell? Death with dignity. It's something we rarely see around uh, here. Is that like euthanasia? Yeah, it's a okay. it's a it's a program for people who have terminal illness who choose who want to choose when they die. It's kind of the Doctor Jack Kevorkian uh, yeah, way it, of. It mm-hmm. is. Um, I think we should have that right. Dealing. I with think we should too. End of life, I guess. Exactly. So you know. There was a a woman from Colombia. She's 51 years old. She was said to be the first person um, in a majority Catholic country uh, who was this past Sunday was supposed to be euthanized. Um, But late the night before, she got an email or a call from her doctors saying that uh, they didn't feel that her illness was terminal anymore and that she didn't qualify for it oh interesting can you imagine if that were you and you'd mentally prepared for this day only to be to be told no this can't happen i mean i guess that's the night before yeah that should be i guess it's good news sure i mean yeah doesn't mean that it is but it seems like it should be look at the story i just told about the guy who took his brother out of the hospital and they said don't do it and he went home and he died yeah that was their choice and now they're getting lambasted by people you know was it the patient's choice yeah he wanted to get out yeah, of there. Yes, he, he wanted to go home, and, and I probably would want to do the same thing. I do think you should if have I the thought, right to choose. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how it's easy to say if, you're, if you're, they're about to put you on an intubator. You know, no, I'd rather not breathe, thank you. Mm-hmm. I, that's, that's tough. Yeah. Well, I just thought that was an interesting story. Uh, Tina Turner sold her entire catalog of 60 years worth of hits, music, beautiful music, um, she sold, um, in her career, sold more than 100 million records and sold it to uh, BMG and Warner Music for $50 million. Wow. That's the thing to do these days. Now she yeah. can Bob Dylan did it not long ago. That's right. Uh, yeah. A few others that are escaping my memory, but yeah. Neil Young? 
I think Neil did. I think Neil sold. I think Neil let his go. I don't know well. what they're going to do with half that trash, but yeah. and I love Neil Young. <laughs> yeah. but, and it, when 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 the, when the Bob Dylan thing came out, I was like, wait, three hundred well, million? Oh, he Nicks. only has about twenty good songs. Stevie, Stevie yeah. Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. That's right. She made real that was, money. That was a hundred million. Yeah, right. made real money. And that's just so you can use it in a movie or a TV show this or is my, a podcast. This is my yeah. new song. How I ripped off the music companies. <laughs> <laughs> And they told me he'd be ready by Friday. They said they'd pay me three hundred million. Three hundred million. I said okay, sign the check. Like a wrong bone. Do with all that garbage. Captain Kirk's trip up to kind of space on the giant phallus near space has been postponed again. He will be going tomorrow. Oh. I'm looking forward to it. He, he looks you know, like a, he's funny. a very young 90. Yeah, yeah he does. And you know, it's he's, weird. He's, he's, he's I keep funny. watching the news about this. I keep <laughs> listening. Not... You know, and they talk about him like he's... A doddering God. old man. No, he's the captain of the ship, and but he's never no, been to nobody. Space. You know what? It's nobody, just so weird said, the way they're reporting said, it. I heard him say... I heard him say yesterday, come back down. nobody has called him Mr. Shatner in a month. They call him Captain no, they Kirk? They call him Captain Kirk. He said, I've, I've forgotten my name is actually Bill Shatner. Everybody calls me Kirk constantly. Um, it's not helping his mental he's condition. He's nervous about it. I, I don't blame him. That's right, Captain Kirk. Just sit down. Can I? Can I? Your pills are ready, Captain Kirk. Just can, sit down, please. Can I say, say something very, very sketchy please. here? Very sketchy, very shady. Yeah, because we never say anything oh, sketchy. Yes, I'm going to knock on. on this linoleum and say, I have, a, I have a sneaky bad feeling. Oh my gosh! Don't I, I do. said I thought that too. I did because we've made such a big deal out of this one, and it's already moved into the. It, we're doing it now by routine mode. Yes, that's and when why. You, when you get into the, yeah. we're doing it by routine mode. We're that's now in the, happen. we're in the business of putting people in space who just want to go to space. And the high profile character like Krista McAuliffe, I'm sorry, I just I lived through it, and it just I will be very happy to see them get up and get down safely. Well, you I'm know, saying. when Challenger went up, you know the disaster that that was. Yeah. Uh, instead of the uh, NASA floated, potentially having the actor who played Big Bird be on the plane or uh, on the shuttle. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, yeah, that's a real thing. They were going to uh -huh. have the dude who does Big Bird's voice, and they were going to have like talk to kids from space, and it's going to be a whole big deal. It's Big Bird. We're Fortunately, they didn't do that. Broadcasting from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio on this fine Tuesday, and uh, appreciate you guys, all of you guys out there. We do have a Venmo button that is set up. It was it, it's really set up more for advertisers and sponsors and mm -hmm. business associates to be able to to uh, swap monies back and forth with us when we're doing this stuff. But you can give money through Venmo. It really is going to save you time and energy, and it's real easy. And you can specify what you wanted to go to. You Yesterday's, uh, excuse me, today's show, today's show, let me get this right again, one more time. <laughs> Yesterday's show, of course, we featured the Getting to Know You segment, and we each pulled a song. There's four songs, and YouTube, we knew wasn't going to play them because mm -hmm. we've got this whole thing going with YouTube. They just, you've got to m dance to their, you know, fiddler, it's not going to happen. But out of all four songs, Facebook muted gins yeah they muted mine muted gin song the, and and why i don't know why hers was more offensive but all three of ours played but then all of a sudden there's just us just sitting there playing <laughs> with our pens 
and looking at each other and there was just no music so well, so we need those music rights and maybe right. you could actually earmark your money for that that's well all I'm a couple saying. things about that one i did post uh the qr code for the um venmo page if you'd like to send us money that would be awesome i posted that yesterday it's a green post you should, you'll see it there and then also if you're curious about the the song i chose i posted that this morning in a single post pearl jam sirens yes all right are you are you through booing and ewing basically i kind of like you know light today timothy chalamet is is about to uh he's getting ready to do the prequel to Willy Wonka, which I think is cool. Uh, I do not think let's that's just cool. stick with Dune. Good job there. Good job cutting that foolishness off. <laughs> Brian Stone, who does his own podcast on Stone on Air. Been doing it for quite some time. And this is where Russell Stroud, Russell the Love Muscle, flexes his muscle. The Muscle Flex, brought to you by the Sports Barn, perfect, right? With its three mm. locations in our town, <laughs> being getting and keeping people healthier and happier, bigger biceps, bigger triceps, bigger deltoids, tighter abs. Since 1979, they got it all. Weight training, personal <laughs> training, comfortable, non-threatening atmosphere. It just feels really like going home. All my nostalgia uh, cells go off when I go into downtown Sports Barn. I just... I love the feel and the smell of the place. I really do. And uh, I need to get back down there and get back into it now that so it's getting I. cooler. Uh, I took a uh, walk in the woods yesterday, and you look at my feet, you can see how scratched up and yep. just lacerated they are. What is with are. the weather? Sorry to, to preempt you, but what is with the weather? It surrounds us, it's and 80. it moves around the it's planet the at 24,000 miles an hour. I wish it would stop already. I'm, I'm ready for sweater weather. Me and you I, uh, I did not think you were going to say deltoids, and he said bigger. Deltoids. Russell. Flex. <laughs> All right. So this is a sort of story that's not really been given a whole lot of attention, even though it has a lot of international implications. So quick background. Taiwan. Taiwan, also known as the Republic of China, is where the nationalist government went, the government in exile from China following the Chinese Civil War. They went to Taiwan. The Kuomintang Party established itself as a government in exile in Taiwan. They claim authority over all of China. Uh, China, the communist government, the People's Republic of China, claims authority over Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan is not necessarily recognized as a country by a lot of countries, including the U.S. The United States has an agreement with the People's Republic of China to treat Taiwan as sort of a subsidiary of China. It's really complicated, but part of that is we're not supposed to be giving any military aid whatsoever to Taiwan because Taiwan is a potential target for invasion by mainland China. All right, all that having been said, this article from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, U.S. Special Operations Unit and contingent of Marines have been secretly operating in Taiwan to train military forces there, U.S. officials said, in part of efforts to shore up the island's defenses as concern regarding potential Chinese aggression mounts. And they have been quite aggressive recently. We talked about that a couple days ago. About two dozen members of U.S. Special Operations and support troops are conducting training for small units of Taiwan's ground forces, the officials said. The U.S. Marines are working with local maritime forces on small boat training. The American forces have been operating in Taiwan for at least a year. Now, the Chinese had to know. There's no way they didn't know. But now that it's public, the Chinese can come out with an aggressive statement and say, hey, this is bad. And uh, one uh, Chinese foreign minister said that if they had known, they would have uh, wiped them off the face of the earth. One statement says, China will take all necessary steps to protect its sovereignty and territorial integrity. 
And that's my muscle flex. All right. Then we'll go to mountains looking at each other. And I mentioned already this morning that mountains looking at each other, the Storyville part. I'm actually going to use the upcoming three-day Chattanooga Motor Car Festival just as a jumping-off point. There's a big, big front page write-up in the Sunday Times Free Press on our buddy Corky Coker who came in with us a while back to yeah. talk about this huge, huge, huge event. And I do mean it's huge. Matter of fact, I don't know where we're going to park toward the end of this week because most of the course is going to be around here and all the yeah. setup's going to be around here. We may be parking uh, down at Brown's Ferry and swimming upstream to get here. <laughs> I'll bring my bicycle. Uh, but at any rate, uh, uh, mountains looking at each other, the storytelling part of the show brought to you by Anonym, uh, Anonymous. Another anonymous. another anonymous donor, anonymous anonymous donor, oh. uh, has chosen to invest in the Chattanooga Driving Show, but give his time over to a few local organizations like Habitat for Humanity, Chattanooga Girls Rock, and a step ahead. Now, this is the very definition of Chattacentric. We say we're a Chattacentric podcast. That's what we mean. All right, Motor Coach Festival is here. I am just going to say it's a lot of fun. It's a tremendous good time, family-friendly. They have fixed any sort of loose ends that they had, and it brings in a ton of money. And I'm just going to just jump off from here and just talk about a couple of the other biggest events that were in town that we were so excited about. Uh, the national championship football game that we had down at Finley Stadium for years, and we blew the first time they came to town. Oh, my God. I had never seen anything like it in this town before. 1997 to 2009. It was, it was Youngstown and the Cajuns, right? Uh, yeah. It was the raging Cajuns who were just party animals. Every single year. Party like. animals. And then you had these guys from Youngstown, Ohio, these blue-collar steel workers. You talk about some head-button, shoulder-slapping, good old-fashioned, good... I mean, good times, and they were doing it with the greatest attitudes. Nobody was fighting, but they were fiercely in each other's face, and it was a blast. And that went on for years until we had the terrible turf event where the NCAA, it wasn't anybody's fault around here. We had perfectly good grass out there. It wasn't telegenic, but it was grass that was hanging on to the darn dirt, and they could have played and the NCAA came in two weeks before the event and said, replace it all with turf. And it, and rained, did. And it rained like hell. And it rained, and it did not take no root, actually sunk in the ground. And it was like trying to play football on a basketball gymnasium floor covered with wet floor mats. Slick, wet floor mats that would go out from under you. I mean WD-40 slick. Wow. I mean, people would make a cut, a football move, and would just smash themselves on the ground Eesh. as a chunk of turf the size of this table would fly up off the ground and fly through the air, and they would have to get it and put it back like a golf divot. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was embarrassing. Terrible. We actually kept the game a few years after that. We, yeah. That wasn't the reason we lost the, the game. But, it just, uh, anyway. It hurt. It hurt sitting up there. That was when I actually watched from the skybox, and players were holding it up like they were holding up pelts from a hunting trip you know at the cameras it was just embarrassing but now we had the olympics of course in 96 and i was a paddler and me and a couple of my buddies went up to the okoe we had the whitewater events up there at the okoe and we were sitting this was again pre-2000 um and and one pre-9-11 
and it's the Atlanta Olympics. And so we were literally sitting on the rocks on the edge of the river while these world-class champion kayakers and canoeists were coming downstream and they were being eaten by this man-made rapid called Humongous. They changed the course of the river ever so slightly for the next day because people could not get past this class five rapid. It was just chewing them up. And we were just sitting there and we were pulling these people out of the water. They were out of their boats, floundering around. And this one Swedish woman just looked up, very, very attractive, looked up, water in her eyelashes. I haven't swam in two years. We said, welcome to Tennessee, ma'am. Come on up, you know, get out of the water. You know, more boats are coming your way. And that was a blast. We had a real good time back when we had the three-state, three-mountain biking event, which people came from all over the country to do that. And the three-state, three-mountain took bikers from the bottom down near Trenton to the top at Rising Fawn up Burkhalter Gap Road. Most bikers will tell you Burkhalter Gap is the killer. It's the hardest mountain to climb, and one of the reasons is because it has three false summits where you think you're at the top and you crest it and then you realize you've still got a long way to go. And so we as hang glider pilots from Lookout all, of course, got in the spirit of things and took our aluminum folding chairs down there and our big glasses of iced tea and sat up a little place and we were cheering them, you're almost there, you're almost there, you're almost there. And they would crest the top of that hill and they would just go, oh, and they'd look at us. <laughs> and the, the race officials came and asked us if we would quit doing that because we were probably actually putting more strain on their hearts than they could stand. So we, we had to give that one up. We've already killed three. And just one, this may not be a big, big event, you know, to the average person out there. First time the, that fish ever came to town, that people knew who they were. Uh, the Grateful Dead have never played Chattanooga. The Almond Brothers have played, but everybody knows what the Almond Brothers are about. Fish come sneaking into town after they're already a huge touring phenomenon. They're playing at the Memorial Auditorium, and we go down there, me and my buddy, Mr. Chicago, and he's dressed, of course, accordingly with a suit jacket <laughs> with velour, you know, uh, elbow pads like a college professor and uh, some sort of dicky and, you know, eyes and, and, and khakis. So everybody thinks he's a narc. So we're moving through the crowd like nobody's business. Everybody's getting out of our way. But the cops kept coming up to me because all the cops knew who I was. I was the, 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 the talk radio guy that was creating all this crap and all this whirling, you know, storm of controversy all over the place. And they were going, dude, what's happening? Who are these people? And I looked, and, and they had tents set up, you know, where the big church steeple is, this, just, this church steeple downtown right there where yeah. those three streets kind of come together and there's yeah. a little lawn and the steeple's not attached to a church. They had about 18 tents set up out there and they were selling grilled cheese sandwiches and they were going, Molly, Molly. And the police were going, who is this Molly? Why, why, why are they looking for Molly? Is Molly lost? And it was just so funny to see them in such disarray. By the end of the night, they realized no harm was meant and everything was okay. The moral to this story is when there's a buzz around town, maybe there's a real buzz around town, hey, it's your town, be part of the buzz, direct the buzz, help the buzz, uh, strengthen the buzz, make sure the buzz is informed correctly, and just, just you know, be an American, not an American. That's all I'm trying to say. An American, not an American. 
Regional Roundup made possible by the uh, kindness, concern, and community commitment of the legal, local, and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. Gary Thurman handles all the money my wife and I have invested. Trust him completely. And I put that money away and never looked at it again like they told me to. And I haven't worried about it since. 710-9199. Gary and Ty do their own podcast as well, along with some of those other folks we've been talking about. Here's somebody who basically has something going on, a regional roundup. Uh, Rainer Zitlau was in town uh, this last weekend. He is taking a VW Chattanooga uh, vehicle, the ID4 electric SUV, and he is driving it all the way around the continent, 35,000 miles. Wow. He is stopping at every single Volkswagen dealership, 600 Volkswagen dealerships, 48 states. So far, he has driven 32,204 miles and crossed 46 states. And Volkswagen wow. of America, Volkswagen Credit Inc., Electrify America, and a bunch of others say that this is a huge, huge, huge publicity deal for them to show mm-hmm. that it can be done. And he did say it got kind of sketchy and scary between Denver and Casper, Wyoming. Between Denver, he said there are still a few places where you might really ought to think about putting in some more charging grids because mm. I would not want to be on the high desert yeah. when the blizzard was rolling in and be this far away from the charging stand. <laughs> you know, I really wouldn't. That just that just would not be any fun whatsoever. Another regional roundup, uh, before we get to the shotgun shout-outs, this full-page ad that came out in, a, in the paper of the Times Free Press a couple of days ago, check it out. This is about the UAW coming in uh, to the new Ford plant here in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. We see the Ford plant wielding its big stick, right? But this whole thing, check it out, 11 reasons Ford should keep the UAW out of Tennessee, and they're all convicted UAW leaders. And then they have these little silhouettes of these people. These were clearly actual pictures of these people. These are not just silhouettes taken out of some sort of artwork you know, uh, you know, uh, sketch page, Dennis Williams, Gary Jones, Norwood Jewel, they named them, they named their titles, but they decide to go with the black and silhouette because it's more sinister looking. Yeah. They could have just used their pictures. They identify them, but they're trying to make them look as evil as possible. And it just reads one paragraph, Ford announced this month that it plans to build a new auto plant in Tennessee. The company's jobs are welcome in the state, but the UAW and its culture of corruption are not. That's why auto workers in Chattanooga rejected UAW representation twice. UAWinvestigation.com. Full page ad. That's $3,000. Yeah, a buddy of mine actually worked uh, in a company adjacent to Volkswagen when UAW was trying to make its move. And he was talking about how, like, Everyone was talking about, like, why why are they trying to get UAW in here? Nobody wants them. But they keep pushing like everyone wants them around. It just wasn't the case. Uh, a couple of other real quick ones. Just uh, shotgun shout-outs today. I've got some more regional roundups. We'll save those for tomorrow. And I'm just going to get these from the rant section of the Times Free Press, and I'll be very quickly. These are 25 words or fewer, kind of like tweets. They appear in the perspective section of the Sunday paper. Uh, and these are pretty brutal. Uh, to be frank. I've been doing this for a long time. Sometimes they really do get kind of tough. Tell former Senator Bob Corker this is what a kindergarten White House looks like. Remember when he said that about the Trump White House. Ryder Cup. 
positive display of courtesy, integrity, and patriotism. Are you watching NFL, NBA, BLM? The curse that our FBI has become is evident in the complete lack of morals about our beloved Olympic athletes. Doubt the media, to include the Times Free Press, will acknowledge it, but Biden is the best thing Trump has going for him. How sad not to have our daily Times Free Press newspaper in hand to start our day after all these years. One million seconds equals 11.6 days. One trillion seconds equals 31,709 years. The U.S. national debt is $29 trillion. Let that sink in. And this one, I love this. You know, you can give a man a fish and then teach him how to fish. (laughs) It's a lot easier to learn how to fish when you're not starving. Yeah, I always wondered about that. (laughs) Couldn't you give a guy a fish so he's not hungry? And they said, let's go fishing. I'll teach you how to do this. You can do both. Yeah, that was kind of the whole point. If you want to. And we have an outside looking in coming up. We do. Outside looking in. And we'll be doing that in just a second. Let's do Top of the Pops first. Okay. Well, mine's easy. Mine's easy. George is number one. That's it. That's it. It, it makes me nervous, but it makes me happy. George is number one. Thank you very much. That's all I got. I, I, I'm still uh, walking on air. There was a story out of Grundy County. Uh, did you see this one? A former school resource officer, well, now former school resource officer, was arrested, accused of uh, breaking into, trying to break into his estranged wife's house. No. Well, that's the story. Really. That was it. That's a great one. <laughs> yeah, Kobe schism has been placed. That, on. that was that was at the top of your mind. You were, were worried about that on the way in. We're yeah, burning up the the trails. Of that. No, that was going to be my regional thing, but oh, you that. you skipped me. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all. Elbow me in the I eye. I want to talk time. about what ha- what you found last weekend. Which one? What? Up at the church it? by your place. Oh, the pentagram. Oh my God! Are you serious? You want to waste time doing that? Well, I mean, that was kind of creepy. It's more than a little creepy. Ah, it's I, just kids. I guess I'd just say this. I actually have pictures. I'll be more than happy to share them. If you want to put them up on Instagram, go ahead. There's an old. I think it's beautiful, but it is, it is also very spooky. Mm-hmm. Church that is in just I mean, quick, easy walking distance from my house. I can just I can go I go there with the dogs all the time when I don't have enough time to really take them out for a romp. It's got lots of woods behind it. It's got a big drop off behind it. It's an old stone church. The door has been busted open for a long time, so it's always open. It's got an old bell tower there. And I was driving by the other day. I had the dogs with me. I pulled up. I could see something hanging from the front of it, and I got kind of a sick feeling in my stomach because there's a light post that comes out that must be. 80 years old I mean a, an old old building with an old light post that kind of sticks out and has a little light thing faucet thing that sticks down or whatever you want to socket and hadn't worked for a gajillion years the the, the flooring's falling apart got to be careful and I go up and sure enough it's exactly what I thought it was it was a noose it was a noose and it was done and and with very small rope mm-hmm. not 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 the kind of rope that you would actually hang a human being with you could you could you could certainly asphyxiate and strangle somebody with this rope but it's not a hangman's rope the noose was not done correctly but it was a noose it was effective it was it was a noose and it was thrown over the top of this thing and it was hanging down in the doorway which was open and as I approached it with my camera in one hand and my pistol in the other, 
and my dog's with me because I was going, okay, let's see what's going on here. And I'm listening to see if I'm hearing any scurrying because it's about dark and it's dusk. And I look and there's a pattern of burnt candles under it on the steps that lead into it, on the steps and the actual platform stoop that lead into it. And there's 12 of them in a circle. So 12 I don't know what that's got to do with Satanism. <laughs> they seem to be very confused They're Satanists. They didn't have 13 loops in the in the hangman's knot. So I think it was just a Halloween, let's all pretend we're in the occult sort of thing. But I did take pictures. Should I tell the police? The candles no. only come in packs of 12. The only that's crime all. that was committed. Yeah, they was... were just little votive candles like you just get, you know, yeah. your tea warmers. Right. It wasn't like they were black. Yeah, you tea know, lights. The, the, come, the brothers, we're going to Hobby Lobby. Layer of Hades, you know, candles. <laughs> Um, I, I should should I should I, I shouldn't report that. The, shit. the worst crime no, is trespassing. It's kids. Yeah. Okay. Got to be outside looking in. Outside looking in. This is uh, my friend Jeff Greenspan who uh, puts on a show at the Bode uh, the first and third Fridays of every month, and this is his take. I hear a lot of young people in Chattanooga complaining about uh, the dating apps, and I wonder to myself why they're even on them. There's like. 89 people in this town. If you want to meet someone, just go to the grocery store. Everyone you're going to hook up with is between produce and dairy. Just dress nice, go to the grocery store, walk the perimeter aisles, find the healthy people. You know, don't get sucked into the middle with the carb lovers, you know. Walk the outer ring. Um, I'm a gay guy, and I was closeted for a long time, so I, I, I did my hooking up on this website, Craigslist. Uh, Craigslist is this community bulletin board, and they used to have a hookup section, and they got rid of it, and and this leaves a huge hole for fans of holes. Uh, but uh, gay guys, we're a crafty bunch. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we infiltrate the other sections of Craigslist, you know, uh, like the uh, roommate section, looking for a short-term roommate, extremely short-term, from like three to four p.m. Uh, <laughs> or the uh, the pet section, you know, looking to adopt a bear. I guess the lesbians would just continue to use the automotive section. Uh, <laughs> looking for anyone with a Subaru. With Sarah Lawrence bumper stickers, preferably. Um, Mayor Tim Kelly, he comes from Subaru money, I heard. And uh, I wonder if he's wrapped up 100% of the lesbian vote with that background. He's, he's put a lot of labia on the lanes. I wonder how he netted out. Um, he's not wrong, by the he's way. He's not wrong. No, I, no, I think I think there are a few outliers, but he's working on them. He has a swift action team that is working on getting them to come into the fold. Well, you know, if you crash into a Subaru, it's actually a hate crime. Do, do, does the average person right here know what Sarah Lawrence is? No, Sarah Lawrence is a all-girls school. Yeah. All right, here it is. Um, what? Um is where we huh? basically say huh? um until we figure out is there anything we forgot. And huh? no, not really, but I do just want to say this. If you want to get uh, go to the nationalgeographic.com, I'm sure it will be in the newest uh, published magazine. But it is about the origin of Halloween as we know it. It's in Ireland, and it's a huge, big, massive hole in the ground that they used to think went straight to hell. And Rathcrogan, Ireland. Through their mothers in law. And this Celtic pagan history has been going on forever and ever. This is the birthplace of Samhain, which we now know as our celebration of, of Halloween. And a damn good band. Ireland is pushing for UNESCO World Heritage status 
for the archaeological site, and it's just this huge sheep field that has this massive pit in it that drops down for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet. Now, back in the day, they would take animals and throw them screaming in there, possibly, probably living people as well, and it's called the Wingenot Cave. Wingenot Cave. Isn't it doesn't sound like an Irish pronunciation. Oh, sounds but like I, a lion sleeps tonight. I actually looked up the pronunciation. <laughs> a Wingenot is exactly the way it is supposed to be pronounced. Now, considered by the ancient Celts to be a passage between Ireland and the devil-infested other world, that's what a wingonaut means, and it's called the Cave of the Cats, it takes you, somehow. It takes you straight to Detroit. I don't know, and <laughs> not a child-friendly event back in the day, that's for sure, but in Rathcrogan, you did not want to be on somebody's bad side during the sacrificial times, but it's an interesting-looking place, an yeah. interesting-looking hole, and literally called the Hell Caves. It's called the Hell Caves, so... Check it huh. out at your leisure and find out more about... Uh, your local grotto going to the Hell Caves. Yeah, come on down to the Hell Caves. That'd make for a good one, wouldn't it? All right. Lodge Cast Iron Studio. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Go Dogs. Go Titans. And I'll just go ahead and wrap this one up. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Spread the word. Spread the word. Share, share, share. We need to see monumental growth in the next couple of weeks. We need to see expansive, exponential growth in the next couple of weeks. But for right now, this is Jeff Styles with a Y, speaking for everybody here, and I'm going to go all CB lingo on you. And like the farmer, what growed the tater, I'll plant you now and dig you later.